Thank you so much, Steve and choir. Today is a special day. It's Senior Adult Day. And boy, I tell you, didn't you like that toe tapping music? Amen. I like the. I remember back when they had the Jubilee on TV and the Happy Goodman family, the Dixie Echoes, the Florida Boys. I remember all of them. I tell you, there is a wonderful thing about music. I know the power of praise is found in music. I like the quote that Angel Martinez had years ago. He said that the people of God ought to be so full of the Spirit of God that if a mosquito would bite us, it'd fly away singing, there's power in the blood. <laughs> Amen? I like it. Senior Adult Day, pastor was asking uh, one of his church members who was 100 years of age. He said, how in the world did you get to be 100? The old guy said, pastor, it's easy. You get to be 99 and then you're real careful. <laughs> Amen, I tell you. What a joy. Boy, Betty Joe back there. I tell you, I don't know what she's drinking, but I want some of it. <laughs> what is a senior adult? Well, a lot of definitions are out there. I know this about senior adults. They like a bargain. I'm trying to find the right word without getting in trouble. They are uh, frugal, conservative. If you want to know the price of gasoline, ask a senior adult. They can tell you what it is in Spartanburg, all right? They can tell you. Chuck Swindoll, the great preacher and communicator, talked about how you know when you're getting older. And I... I thought these were good. I don't know that they all fit, but I thought these were good. Chuck Swindoll said, Everything hurts, and what doesn't hurt doesn't work. You feel like the night before, and you hadn't gone anywhere. You sit in a rocking chair, and you have trouble getting it going. Your knees buckle, but your belt won't. I understand that one. After what Dr. Estep said earlier, I probably shouldn't read this one, but the little gray-haired lady you help across the street is your wife. <laughs> you wake up in the morning and your water, your water bed has sprung a leak, and then you realize you don't have a water bed. <laughs> I don't understand this next one. Uh, when you watch a pretty girl go by, and your pacemaker makes the garage door go up. <laughs> Boy, ain't it fun being old, I tell you, it is. Love senior adults. I was on a road trip the other day and 
we were in the church golf cart. And there were four of us in this golf cart, and we were going down to the communications park, and we were driving back in the golf cart. We were going down Harden Street. And one guy in that golf cart thought he had to talk to everybody on the street. So we pulled up to a light, and there was a senior adult lady right next to us in her car. And boy, she was staring straight ahead. And I was trying to get eye contact with her. So finally, she looked over at us, and I said, Are you a Baptist? She said, Methodist. And then I said, Would you like to be a Baptist? She said, no, and took off. (laughs) Something about being Baptist, I tell you. Well, we find today in the Word of God a wonderful scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. Today I'm going to preach about the gospel of the good finish. I want you to look in your Bible to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. And you follow along as I read the Word of God. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I have kept the faith. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. And we know that in that text, here is the Apostle Paul. He is now an aged man. He's locked up in a Roman prison. He's at the end of his life. And Paul is looking back over his life and thinking about the power of the gospel that was seen in his life. Paul, probably in his mind, is remembering back 30 years earlier to that Damascus Road experience. You know, the Apostle Paul got saved and got converted and got changed on that Damascus Road. You remember the story in the book of Acts? There was the bright light and Paul saw the light and and then he was transformed as the Lord Jesus encountered him. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, the great preacher, was talking about that conversion and and the skeptics were saying, oh, it was just a a solar flare. It was just a, a phenomenon of nature there. Charles Spurgeon said... If that was a solar flare or something of nature, he wished every man would have the same experience. So that someone who was a murderer became a missionary. Here's Paul at the end of his life, in that Roman jail, and he's talking about about the end and about his journey. Paul had that great transaction that took place. In 2 Timothy 1, verse 12, It says, for I know whom I have believed. Aren't you glad that we can have certainty in the Lord? God not only saves, but God 
gives us the assurance that we will always be saved. The gospel is a powerful thing. And here on Senior Adult Day, I'm glad for these seniors who are not only proud of their beginning, but they're also looking forward to a gospel of the good finish. And so I want to share with you today three things in our text about the gospel of the good finish. Paul, first of all, looks at the close of his life. We find here in verse number 6 that the Apostle Paul is talking about his life in the present tense. One thing I love about our senior adults is that they know they are still on the journey. They know that their service and their life is not over. But aren't you glad for people that want to keep on serving? And Paul here says that in this verse number 6, he says, I am already being poured out as a drink offering. Paul speaks there about his life being an offering, a drink offering. And that is probably the picture back in the Old Testament where they would have a burnt offering. And after the burnt offering, they would pour a drink offering over it. Paul says, that is a picture of my life. Right now, I am being poured out as a drink offering. I heard um, the other day on TV a man make this statement. He said, some people live just because, and others live for a cause. Aren't you glad that the Apostle Paul was someone that lived for a cause? It was the gospel and the spreading of the gospel. Philippians 2.17 says, But even if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. Paul is saying that his life was being poured out, being spent for the power and the spreading of the gospel. Paul not only said that his life was an offering, but Paul also looks at the close of his life and talks about his departure. And notice here we find in verse number 6, it says, And the time of my departure has come. That word departure is an interesting word. Vine's Expository Dictionary says it means to unravel something. It means to, to untie something. In other words, it, it talks about Paul's life being loose, being untied, being released. I, I know that there are a lot of applications. That word in the first century is used about, about a prisoner being set free. The shackles are being taken off. It, it also was used in the first century about someone that was letting a ship loose and that ship was going out to sea unmooring the ship. Let me tell you the best explanation of it. Simply reaching down and untying your shoes. Slipping your feet out. Folks, I tell you, this world is temporary. Things here are not eternal. Grass withers, flowers fade. But the Bible says there is something eternal in the life of a believer and one day, it's going to be let loose. And we're going to go be with the Lord. 
a time of a departure. You know, all, all kinds of trips that you and I might, might take in life. I know Pam and I, we've experienced all kinds of trips and journeys in life. I, I remember one time I was so excited, Pam and I were going to go to London. Always wanted to go to London, wanted to go to Charles Spurgeon's Tabernacle, and I was so excited about going. And so uh, Pam and I booked the trip and took off on the plane and got to London, and, and we had this big bus tour trip booked. You know, the big red double-decker buses, you get on, take a tour of the city. So boy, I got on the bus, and my wife gave me a lecture before I got on. Pam said, uh, now I know you. And she said, you stay with the group. Don't get lost. Stay with the group. I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, I'll do that. Well, we're there at Buckingham Palace. And they had this, this band marching down the street. And they were playing Bridge Over the River Kwai. Man, I, I got caught up in it. I just, I just started marching with them. And I looked around, and they were gone. I didn't mind losing the group, but there was one lady in particular I, I thought, boy, she's going to kill me. <laughs> so I went to the, to the guy there in the band and I said, uh, hey, I've lost my group over here and, I, and I've lost my wife. He didn't understand that. He said, oh, you mislaid your woman. I said, yeah, I mislaid my woman. I don't know where she is. Well, long story short, I, I finally got with Pam and, uh, and I said, honey, whatever you want to do, the rest of the trip, you just name it, man. I'm trying to make up a trip. Well, folks, I tell you, the greatest journey in the world will come at the close of our life. It may be in the air or it may be through the valley of the shadow of death. I tell you, Jesus one day is going to come for all of us. But I know this, He's coming for me one day. And you and I, as first seniors, you and I as senior adults, don't stop serving, don't stop growing until the Lord comes for you. Be serving right up to the end. Be that sacrifice that Paul talked about and also be ready for the time of your departure. Let me share with you a second thing, number two. Secondly, the gospel, the good finish, calls for the right course in life. Now look at this in verse number seven. Paul says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the course, I have kept the faith. Paul looks back over the past. He looks back over his Christian life. And Paul says that he was on a course in life. Now I'm glad that Paul's course is not my course. We all have a path and a journey. We all have a course in life. 
Now, th this is just kind of for free, but let me just tell you what gets us in trouble. When we get our eyes on somebody else's course and don't worry about our course. You see, God's called all of us to a course and a mission and a journey in life. And you and I should not be so concerned about somebody else's race. It ought to be our race. Paul says, there is a course that I had in life. Now, look at this course. Verse number 7, you find some wrestling that Paul did. It says, I have fought the good fight. Paul speaks about his course as a fight, as a battle. Paul says, I have fought the good fight. There are things in the Christian life that you and I just need to battle. Things that we deal with. I don't care if you are 10 years of age or if you are 100. We all have battles in the Christian life. We all have days of defeat and we all have days of victory. Someone asked me one time, said, Preacher, now, Boy, I, I made a bad decision, and I really messed up. I said, I got good news for you. You can make another decision. You see, defeat doesn't need to be final. Paul said, I have wrestled. Romans 8, 37 says, But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Also, Paul talks about the race here, verse 7. He says, I have finished the course. Paul knew that his race was coming to an end. But I love this next thing in verse number 7. There's a guarding here. Paul says, I have kept the faith. One thing I think we all need to thank the senior adults for is that we have a body of truth today because they were faithful to guard it. Baptist blood, sweat, and tears have built much of what we know as the church today. And we owe a debt of gratitude to them because they have kept the faith. Let me move on to my third and last point. And that is the crown. The crown of Paul's life. Not only did the gospel, the good finish, talk about the clothes and, and about the course, but Paul said, there is a crown that I am awaiting. Verse number 8. In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. The Greek word for crown is Stephanos, it means the laurel wreath that goes around your neck. These evidently are awaiting us. One commentary said that God may have a big trophy case up there. And your crown and trophy is in the case. And when you get there, God goes and gets that and, and lays it upon you. Paul also, I think... Look forward to this day because 
He wanted the prize. He wanted the crown to justify His life and most of all, the precious blood of Christ. I, uh, I love to listen to Christian songs. And I love it when we hear the old hymns. But I also like the new stuff. I like it all. There's a group called Unspoken. They have a song on the radio today called Call It Grace. And that song talks about, I think, what the Apostle Paul would describe as his crown and his prize. In that song, Call It Grace, the words go like this. It's the breath that's breathing new life into what we thought was dead. It's the favor that takes orphans, placing crowns upon their heads. It's the hope for our tomorrows, the rock on which we stand. It's a, it's a strong and mighty fortress even hell can't stand against. Some may call it foolish and impossible, but for every heart it rescues, it's a miracle. It's nothing less than scandalous, this love that took our place. Just call it what it is. Call it grace. Boy, Paul would agree with that song. Call it what it is. Call it grace. The gospel, the good finish. Paul had a close. Paul looked over his course. Paul said, I'm awaiting the crown. Oh, listen to me first, seniors and all of us. What a picture of life for you and I. I want you to bow your heads with me and close your eyes. We're going to have an invitation time. As we get to this point in the service, God's spoken to you today about making a decision for Christ. If you're here today and you've never had that day of conversion, you've never prayed to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, boy, this can be the day. Jesus died on the cross just for you. And you can have eternal life today. You can pray that prayer of salvation, invite Jesus into your life, and give your life to Him. Some of you are here today struggling with an issue in your life. You might say, Richard, I, I've steered off the course that I need to be on. Today you can come and make it right. Rededicate your life to Christ. If you're looking for a church home, the doors of First Baptist Church are open. We'd love to have you as a member. Father, I pray today that you would bless this invitation time. Lord, I pray today that your Holy Spirit would move. Lord, draw people to your Son. Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we stand, you come.